Welcome to the last week of January, which has felt like the longest month in quite some time. And, and because January is coming to a close, we should check in on a few things that drove people insane this month, just to see how weird things have gotten. Pretty weird. Just to save everyone from starting yet another video about Taylor Swift, we will begin instead with what might be the actual cause of everyone losing their goddamn minds. This year's most popular viral product, the Stanley Quencher Insulated Cup gulp, Cooler gulp, thing. Gulp, 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 gulp. I feel so hydrated and normal. <laughs> which has resulted in mobs of people attacking each other at stores across the country, and a recent bust where a woman stole nearly $4,000 worth of product, which was then spread across the police cruiser like they'd apprehended a drug kingpin. That cup, uh, yeah, that very popular cup might have lead inside of it. Well, you gotta put lead in the products. It gives them weight. We love a heavy product, folks. We, I, everyone yearns for the days of leaded gasoline and lead paint. Yeah, it, it's, it sm has that sweet smell that gasoline just doesn't have anymore. That's why, that's why everyone's all depressed these days. They didn't get a chemical lobotomy yeah. from all the lead being used in everything. Now when I peel off a piece of my walls and eat it, it's just tastes like fucking communion Eucharist. It's fucking, it's lifeless, it's tasteless. Back in the day, you eat a paint chip, mm. you're like, mmm, that's a tasty paint chip, baby. No no wonder this drink mm. is so delicious inside my Stanley <laughs> thing. But yeah, the lead, it would explain things. And in case you are unaware, uh, human exposure to lead in general, but especially when it's something that you're drinking out of, not great. No. Lead exposure can lead to cardiovascular issues as well as brain damage. It's one of the explanations, one that I firmly believe. <laughs> it hasn't been proven, but... <laughs> For me, it's it's basically, this is gospel, it's, it's <laughs> why boomers are so fucking stupid. When you consider their level of exposure to lead through just everyday items like paint and gasoline all through their lives. And not just like paint on their walls, they paint on all of their toys, just everything. Ev everything. I live in a house that's over 100 years old and doing anything there, you gotta call in a fucking <laughs> hazmat crew to like test because there's just lead yeah. in everything. Well, they don't they make, loved it. They don't make fire retardant like they do used to either. No, they don't. Well, we've insulated these cups with something that people have never heard of. It's called asbestos. I think, thankfully, my house is so old that it like predates asbestos, <laughs> which is like, yeah. So I, hey, I got that going for me. Small victories. But yeah, so now what started as a conspiracy theory online has been proven to have at least some truth to it. The Stanley Quenchers which is the scientific name, S. Quencher, for the, uh, <laughs> the <squencher. laughs> for the viral insulated mug that all the women are committing crimes over. It may contain lead. Yeah. Now, is this the reason that people have been losing their minds over these things? Because their trendy cups are melting their brains? Could that be it? I mean, it would be kind of funny, but let, <laughs> let's take a step back for a second. Let's see where all this started. Yeah, apparently the accusations of lead in the Stanleys started last year before the cups went viral but the sheer volume of conversations surrounding the cups online essentially drowned out any and all criticism. The first lead test predated the viral sensation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So according to a report in Forbes, a woman who runs a blog called Lead Safe Mama that focuses on, you guessed it, testing popular consumer products for traces of lead, posted a video, again, before all this took off, where she tested the cups and found that they did indeed test positive for lead. It is like, uh... Yeah, the, coming at it from like the parenting, lead testing mom, I'm assuming she tests products specifically because children put their mouths on fucking everything. Yeah, and children and are if, way more susceptible to And if you were born in, I don't know, the 40s or 50s and you were putting your mouth on everything like a child does, you were putting your mouth on a whole lot of fucking lead. Yeah. 
Though others followed this video up with tests of their own, which seemed to confirm that the results were consistent. Like we said, the absolute fanaticism surrounding the cups completely overtook these videos, and only recently did they start to reappear, with other Stanley owners starting to test their own cups with similar results. The tests went viral over the past couple of days, thanks to the following tweet, which coined the new phenomenon as the leadening. Twitter user Leia Merrick posted the following. The leadening has begun, and the Stanley girlies are not okay. <laughs> Alongside the following screenshot from a Facebook post. I saw another post on social media talking about Stanley's having lead. So I ordered some test swabs on Amazon, and this was my result. I rubbed it on the inside of the cup where the drink is. I tested a Yeti, Arctic, and Stanley. The Yeti and Arctic remained yellow, resulting in a negative for lead. The Stanley did not. Every single Stanley I own showed positive for lead. I just wanted to share because I know a lot of us have them. I served in the Stanley Wars. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, there are photos showing what appear to be confirmed results of the lead test. Yeah. Although, as people have brought up, those things, they're not, they're not foolproof. Uh, there are a lot of ways to get false positives. Uh, there but are the, the fact that she tested multiple but, and yeah, cross-tested with other this products. This is certainly troubling. Certainly <laughs> uh, would warrant some follow-up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's kind of funny this woman not only had multiple Stanleys, but other brands of insulated cups. Like, you got enough cups, lady? Yeah. But is it actually true, or is it just some viral hoax meant to dunk on women who obsessively bought multiple large insulated cups in various colors of the rainbow? Could be anything. But actually, yeah, it's technically true. And after the results of these tests started going viral, the Stanley company was forced to acknowledge it in a statement to NBC News while trying to do some damage control because, okay, while the cups do contain lead... Yes, but, but, but... They assure their users that it's totally fine. It's within all the regulatory requirements and that any liquid consumed from the Stanley will not come in contact with that lead, which is apparently it's used to, quote, seal the vacuum insulation at the base. But here's their statement to NBC News. Stanley is responding to claims that its products contain lead, clarifying that, yes, <laughs> lead is used in the manufacturing process, but the product needs to become damaged to expose the lead, a Stanley spokesperson told Today.com in a statement. On the bottom of each quencher made by the beverage container powerhouse is a circular barrier made of stainless steel, which covers a pellet that contains lead, a spokesperson for Stanley said. The pellet seals the product's vacuum insulation and it isn't accessible unless the stainless steel barrier comes off, which is possible, but rare, the spokesperson said. Our engineering and supply chain teams are making progress on innovative alternative materials for use in the sealing process, the spokesperson added. In a separate statement to NBC affiliate WCNC of Charlotte, North Carolina, the company said all of its products follow all U.S. regulatory requirements. So, you know, just don't drop it. Or okay. maybe if your kids grab it and start banging it on the ground, probably take it away for them. But why would it test positive if you swabbed it on the inside of the cup? Oh, uh, well, those tests are just a little too sensitive, uh, maybe. I gotta say, it's probably been such a crazy roller coaster at the, like, 150-year-old Stanley Company, where, like, up until a year ago, they were known for making, like, really good thermoses for mm. construction workers. Yeah. And uh, suddenly they're like, these white women, they're buying our quenchers. Uh, how, it's, like, it's not a matter of if, but when we all become fucking millionaires. And then the lead news happens and they're reaping, they're sowing. It's, yeah, it's got to be it is crazy. very exciting I, times. I personally would not, with this, it would still hang in the back of my mind. Although I am one of those weirdos who still has their Garfield mug from the... 
Oh, the one with ago. like uranium in it or whatever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't use it. I just keep it locked away as a uh, very weird memento from my yeah. youth. Yeah. But uh, uh, no, the backstory there, I'll try to keep it brief, is that Stanley, the company, was about to discontinue these cups. But there was like one blogger or TikToker that was obsessed with them and convinced the company to that she bought them a bunch at wholesale and was selling them like a like an Avon person or whatever <laughs> and found such success with marketing them to her friends and online community that when the new uh, guy who came from Croc to Crocs took over, he enlisted this woman and was like, look, if we just get people to do viral marketing, this thing's really going to take off. I'm going to bet money what, that that woman is Mormon. I don't know, I don't know why. I, it just has Mormon vibes. Like, <laughs> not even joining an MLM, but just, like, inventing. Creating your own. Creating your own. That's yeah. very Mormon. Yeah, so that woman was responsible for all of this. Uh, her and the guy from Crocs or whatever, yeah. who, you know, intelligently said, oh, wow, there's actually a market for this. I'm going to lean into this instead of do what every other person would do, which was to just discontinue it. Hmm. But uh, now with the success also comes... The leadening. Yeah, the leadening. Anyway, now it's time to switch over to the Taylor Swift stuff. And while it's probably annoying some of you to keep hearing about her, uh, she's actually been a pretty significant figure in a lot of very important ways, a lot of different ways, yeah. uh, recently, at the cost of her own mental health. So just last week, Twitter was inundated with AI-created explicit porn video, uh, photos of Swift, causing the entire platform to just uh, ban the phrase Taylor Swift for an indefinite amount of time. You can't search it. You get no results. As of when we uh, wrote and filmed this, like it was still yeah. blocked. And it not only caused Microsoft to clamp down on its own AI creation tools, but it seems to have finally convinced Elon Musk that human moderation teams are good and necessary, actually. Mm. So yeah, it's been announced that X will be hiring 100 content moderators in the coming months. And this is, of course, after Musk just completely dismantled multiple moderation teams immediately upon taking control of the company because, well, you know, the algorithm will fix this and yeah. who needs that? This is the free speech platform. Get out. It's once again that... Uh, oh, the, I got it in here. Okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, in late October 2022, Musk fired the content moderation chief and the person in charge of trust and safety. In November 2022, Musk fired outsourced content moderators who track abuse on Twitter and two months later, Twitter cut more staff overseeing global content moderation. Now, with the news that Musk will apparently start rebuilding the content moderation team, it is time, time to once again wheel out that prophetic and evergreen post from Sean Vids, who did, in fact, post the following shortly after Musk took control of Twitter. Over a year ago, and it just still remains true. Yeah. Musk's basic problem is that Twitter was not being run by lefty SJW types suppressing free speech. It was being run by business people who were trying to make money. With the same aim, he'll end up trial and erroring his way back to their exact policies. And that's a tweet that has been consistently proven right time and time again. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, uh, according to X or whatever, this new content moderation team, it isn't being done as a direct response to the Taylor Swift stuff. Though the timing is certainly convenient. It's, yeah. it's actually because the Twitter execs have to attend a Senate hearing about online abuse targeted at children. So they're just getting ahead of that. Oh, yeah. Then why did they dismantle them in the first place? To save money. Because Musk spent $44 billion on a company worth half that much and took out a bunch of loans from people with bone saws. Now people are very upset that uh, 
child abuse stuff is spreading on this platform and well, they're doing something about it. And I do love, like, Linda's been kind of out of the news recently, but there was yeah. one recently where, uh, a tweet from her recently where she explicitly said, someone was critical of Twitter and she's like, X is a completely new and different company. <laughs> Stop calling it Twitter. This is a completely different company. Has nothing to do with that. They're not called tweets. They're called X posts. Yeah. And X videos. And X videos. <laughs> we love X videos, don't we? But yeah, aside from the Senate stuff and the clear need for content moderation teams, we're sure that the Taylor Swift stuff was a perfect and extremely unavoidable example of why these types of guardrails should have been in place. No. To the point where they literally had to delete her name from search results because they couldn't fucking I mean, it is, keep a it, handle on it. It's especially, the, this whole thing is especially funny because Jack Dorsey and Biz Stone, all the original Twitter guys, were also like, free speech libertarian types and ran the site that way for the first couple of years. And then as soon as Twitter started getting taken more and more seriously, and it's like the president is posting shit on there like, fuck, we should probably do something about like the ISIS and the child uh, content and all that. Like it, it's the same cycle over and over again. Yep. Anyways, in other Taylor Swift news, she continues to piss off conservatives by simply existing. And now, Thanks to the recent AFC championship win by the by my Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> the GOP and conservative media are collectively losing their goddamn minds and breathing new life into a conspiracy that was promoted earlier this month. That um, actually Taylor Swift, she's a she's a government psyop. This is all you're being fooled, bunch of sheeple. It's so funny that this was a relatively big story on Fox News like two weeks ago. Yeah, and now they're like, you know, they were onto something. She's trying to hypnotize young people into like being civic-minded. <laughs> How dare she? The devil incarnate. But uh, yeah, this time around, it's not just the cranks on Fox News or Newsmax. It also includes former presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, who blasted the allegations that Taylor Swift is somehow engaged in a government-led conspiracy to his two million followers, saying, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. Adding, what the MSM calls a conspiracy theory is often nothing more than an amalgam of incentives hiding in plain sight. Once you see that, the rest becomes pretty obvious. <laughs> and that tweet even got a response from King of the Dorks himself, Elon Musk, who quote tweeted it with, exactly. Yes, the U.S. government, which uh, just repeatedly just can't fucking do anything right, has managed to uh, somehow trick, like, literally probably billions of people on the planet Earth mm -hmm. into uh, being fans of a pop singer. Yes. For reasons that will soon all become clear. Not only that, they have convinced a pop singer who is, at this point, a billionaire. Yeah. To uh, convince that entire fan base to simply vote. And that is bad. But not, it doesn't stop there. Because Oof. the U.S. government has also been in cahoots with the National Football League to make sure that they rig games in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Orchestrating a Super Bowl matchup where Taylor Swift and a soon-to-be world champion... Travis Kelsey are going to then 
magically convince a bunch of people who weren't going to vote for Biden to vote for Biden. Yeah. Uh, this thing goes so deep. I, lo- <laughs> I saw a post today. It was like that classic like meme. It's like a real photo of like, the high school quarterback like kissing his girlfriend who's a cheerleader and it's like conservatives are like, this is what America's all about here. And so it's like, you literally have this. You have like one of the best fucking athletes in the country about to go to the Super Bowl whose girlfriend is a blue-eyed blonde country singer. You literally have this and like you are losing your goddamn minds about it. It's making you so unhappy. Also, I thought conservatives weren't watching football anymore. Yeah, well, which is it? I thought you I thought you quit that stuff. I, you burned all your gears. Yes, some of you even burned your your Super Bowl tickets. You were steaming mad. Yeah. Why I, why do you care? You got college football, you got <laughs> high school football, yeah. Canadian football. Come on. Well, uh, this of course follows tweets from months prior that indicated Swift would be a curse on the Chiefs franchise. So I don't know. That's also up in the air. Which one is it? She either uh, apparently was going to curse the franchise or now I mean, she, it's a psyop that uh, she's single-handedly responsible for them winning. She has like definitely inflated their fandom. People are sharing pictures of posts from like <laughs> the the Taylor Swift like subreddit of just all these Swifties like who've never watched football in their lives like posting about the game and like yeah. it, it has absolutely gotten like a oh, ton of young women into if, football. If nothing else, it is great for the survival of the sport yeah. of football. But anyways, uh, now that the Chiefs are heading to the Super Bowl, Swift is actually a government asset that is working in tandem with the NFL to secure a Biden victory in November. Which is obviously fucking insane. But it's absolutely a story that will work on their base, which is filled with people who hate women, people who hate the exposure that Swift has gotten on game day broadcasts, and people who are convinced that the Illuminati is in con- complete control of everything, despite it theoretically being easier for the presumed powers that be to simply present a better candidate for the Democratic Party than Joe Biden. Right. Why yeah. isn't that the goal? Like, of all of the administrations to ascribe this kind of, like, all-powerful menace to, yeah. like, it's especially funny for it to be this administration. Uh-huh. The man can't even talk. Yeah, instead, uh, the, the, the Illuminati have to somehow enlist the world's biggest pop star and one of the world's most popular NFL players to fake being in love, then convince the NFL to rig a bunch of football games to create a storyline that ends with the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, the Chiefs have made it to four out of the past five yeah. Super Bowls without you know, the help of Taylor Swift. Turns out they might actually just be a good team. Yeah. Historically, a uh, pretty good team. Even though they didn't win all the Super Bowls, and they might not win this one. Yeah, but they made it all the way to the, the big game. That's right. As they call it. Anyway, here's more examples of the brain worms currently infecting conservatives online. Alina Haba posts comparison of herself to Taylor Swift on Instagram. Who thinks this country needs a lot more women like Alina Haba and a lot less like Taylor Swift? Hand raised emoji. Isn't Alina Haba a, a verified loser? Right, yeah, they were posting like bikini pics of yeah. her being like, Don't you wish this was your hey, lawyer? Hey, Libs, this is Trump's lawyer. Any questions? And then like like 12 hours later, just like Trump owes $80 million to Yeah, and if they, if they want to appeal, he bankrupt. has to come up with the money yeah. to like put in like what is essentially a court escrow. Yeah, just financially ruined. Yeah. So yeah, great stuff. Uh, here's another. What's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and natural. It's an op. We all feel it. We all know it. 
This guy decides to root for the 49ers despite hating the city for all the standard reasons conservatives hate San Francisco for, telling them to win and that if you don't, Mr. Pfizer and his girlfriend are going to tour the country as world champions, helping elect Joe Biden. World War III will likely follow in a second Biden term and millions will die. The fate of the free world rests upon your shoulders. Wow. Buddy, World War III is happening in this administration. Look out. <laughs> yeah, this time around. Uh, and then there's this Ravens fan who was furious that CBS would even show Taylor Swift on screen during the game. I don't give a fuck about her! Stop showing her! Okay, buddy, look, according to analysis done by viewers, Swift was shown a whopping four times during the three-plus-hour game this past Sunday, accounting for 32 seconds of screen time. And she has uh, apparently gone so far as to tell the people who are in charge of the production of the football games to please do not show her. Yeah. Because I'm sure that she doesn't fucking like this either because I guarantee you she just wants to act like a normal fucking person for once. Yeah. Also, it's like anytime celebrities are at sporting events, they, they, they put they them on the put screen. put the camera they, on. Uh, at the 49ers game, they were putting the guy from Grateful Dead on the screen. Not Jerry Garcia. No, not him. The, one of the guys left alive. I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking Grateful yeah, Dead fan. But what know. I'm saying is they show celebrities all the time. Uh, and ironically, Fox News also ran a story about how, like, Taylor Swift is causing or creating so much carbon emissions flying around all these games. And it's like, do you believe in climate yeah, change or not? I'm is, very confused. I do love that they're now just reflexively cheering for the San Francisco team, even though like they hate San Francisco. San Francisco has become like it's uh, it's uh, it's attained Chicago levels of just like they've created a whole separate reality in their head. Yeah, and uh, they hate everything about San Francisco, and now they have to begrudgingly cheer for San Francisco because it's the lesser of two evils. The other, it's the only way to stop the uh, Pfizer, <laughs> Pfizer, uh, Mr. Pfizer, Mr. Pfizer and uh, Mrs. Joe Mrs. Biden. Biden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we do have San Francisco news coming up in a little bit. But yeah, aside from all these weirdos, the biggest news network in the nation, especially when it comes to your angry relatives, dedicated plenty of screen time to their annoyance with Swift on Monday. And here's just one or two clips of people angrily talking about being sick of her while still dedicating segments to her. It is so scary. There was a recent poll. One-fifth of Taylor Swift fans said they would back whichever candidate that she endorsed. This is not the re-election strategy of a winning campaign. This smacks of desperation and the fact that he's clinging to Taylor Swift, who he couldn't even pick out of a lineup without Jill going like this. That's Taylor. Tells me everything you know about Is Joe Biden. Is the strategy to owe $83 million for defaming a woman that you sexually assaulted? I would love Taylor Swift's endorsement. Why alienate the, your, the, your fans, the Swifties? You know, they come across from every political ideology. Why put yourself in one area? So don't get involved. Don't get involved in politics. We don't want to see you there. Uh, and even a few more politicians got in on it. Here's Georgia politician Candace Taylor, who probably hates the fact that she shares a name with Miss Swift. Uh, having the funniest and clearly the most insane take. I tried to warn y'all back in October that the influence of Taylor Swift on our youth with witchcraft was demonic, evil, and Luciferian. Of course, Satan wants to use her now to elect Joe back into the White House to destroy what's left of America. No surprise here. When did she do witchcraft? It's all the time, baby. Her very presence is witchcraft. This is why, like... Does she travel by plane or by broom? Make up your fucking minds. Like, everything Lil Nas X does, like, 
to when I see it, I'm like, okay, this is like some edge lord shit. Yeah. But like, it gets a reaction. Yeah. These people think he's literally like putting the devil into you just by watching, mm -hmm. like, his music videos, and so that make I it's cool. I respect what he's doing. Yeah, Taylor's uh, a little more uh, subtle about it. Right. If you pause in the middle of uh, what what other people will tell you is buffering. Yeah. If you pause there, you'll see that her eyes turn into uh, reptilian slit eyes for a brief moment, exposing her true nature. Oh, yep. But it's not just Republicans who are going crazy. Uh, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reminded everyone why age limits are important when it comes to politicians by claiming, without any evidence, that some protesters calling for a ceasefire in Gaza might be funded by, uh-oh, uh Russia, and that she's annoyed that they keep protesting in front of her house. Mm -hmm. It couldn't possibly be the fact that an entire generation of people are watching a genocide live on social media for months on end and thinking maybe, just maybe, Israel's going a little too far with all of the just widespread death destruction and morbid celebration associated with it. Mm -hmm. No, it's definitely all part of old Vladimir Putin's plan. Yeah. And yeah, while it's entirely possible, Russia probably, I. They'd probably be fanning the flames through social media, but like, come on. To make a statement that ignores the very real, very organic cries for a ceasefire from people who are tired of our government supporting and funding the destruction, it's maddening. Yes. And uh, here's the clip, and if for some reason we can't show it, we'll just quote it, but here you go. They're in front of my house all the time. So I, I, I have a feeling for what feelings they have, but we have to think about what we're doing. And what we have to do is try to stop the suffering and gossip. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of these... Some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected uh, to Russia. And I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you know. Think oh! She then says that she thinks some financing should be investigated by the FBI. Oh, good. Yeah, let's put the, like, fuck it. We're doing LBJ 2.0. Let's check all the fucking boxes. Let's get the FBI investigating um, Anti-war protests. Any left-wing movement, all yep. anti-war uh, protests under the insane, misguided uh, guise that this must be the Russians. Yeah, the bit about suggesting that the FBI look into some of these domestic protests is, it's an absolutely insane thing to say out loud. Typically, that's the kind of shit that politicians engage in behind closed doors. So, you know, props to her for saying it on a nationwide broadcast that she thinks some of these protests made up of United States citizens should be investigated by the FBI. Damn, Nancy. Yeah, she wild. So this was obviously received very poorly by people who consider themselves members of her party, causing her reps to publish a follow-up statement to clarify what Grandma just said. <laughs> From the New York Times, her remarks appear to be the first time a prominent U.S. politician has publicly suggested Russia may be backing ceasefire protests to help foment division among Democrats. The Council on American-Islamic Relations condemned Ms. Pelosi's comments as an unsubstantiated smear and downright authoritarian. 
Her comments, once again, show the negative impact of decades of dehumanization of the Palestinian people by those supporting Israeli apartheid. Nihad Awad, the group's national executive director, said in a statement. In a statement, a spokesperson for Ms. Pelosi pointed to a social media post by Ian Bremmer, a political scientist and professor at Columbia University, who wrote that Putin benefits from continued war in Gaza and expanded chaos in the Middle East. The spokesperson said Ms. Pelosi would continue to focus on stopping the suffering in Gaza and demanding that all hostages be released. Speaker Pelosi has always supported and defended the right of all Americans to make their views known through peaceful protest, the statement said. Speaker Pelosi is acutely aware of how foreign adversaries meddle in American politics to sow division and impact our elections. And she wants to see further investigation ahead of the 2024 election. That is a great point about how fucking stupid what she said is. It's like, and we've seen this, uh, you know, we can only fund so many proxy wars at once. Mm -hmm. And like the second Israel, uh, that war, war, the second that started, uh, Vladimir Zelensky's like, hey, wait, <laughs> whoa, whoa, guys, whoa, 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 what about me? So like, it actually, uh, it actually benefits Putin a lot that there is no ceasefire. Mm -hmm. You fucking idiot, I hate you. Uh, this, the, the reporting also adds that a New York Times Siena College poll found that voters broadly disapproved of Mr. Biden's handling of the conflict, with nearly as many Americans saying they want Israel's military campaign to stop as those who said it should continue. Many countries have advocated a ceasefire, with 153 nations in the United Nations General Assembly voting in favor of an immediate ceasefire in December. The International Court of Justice told Israel on Friday that it must take action to prevent genocide in Gaza. And it's... All of those countries uh, certainly uh, don't run immediately with what Vladimir Putin always fucking says. No, uh, no, they don't. They they see they see the ICJ report, and they say, "What's that? They're probably committing genocide. Mm -hmm. They should do a ceasefire." Uh, we're gonna pull funding from one of the only groups in Gaza that's actually providing food and aid. We're gonna do that <sighs> because Israel said. Some bad things about him. Mm -hmm. It's going great. What a gr what a great year! And I'm it's all, so happy. It's not even February yet. That's on Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on over to other very important issues, like the fact that it was apparently going to cost the city of San Francisco 1.7 million dollars to build just one public toilet in a city that, uh, like many other cities in this big dumb country, desperately needs more public toilets. Certainly more than one. Yeah, a lot more. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, uh, you know. This is an increasing problem in this stupid country. You, you can't poop anywhere. Yep. And then you poop on the street and they're like, hey, that's disgusting. Why did you do that? You can't pee anywhere Why either. Why didn't you go? Yeah, then you, you're a sex offender. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's real dumb. Yeah. That's why you got to carry around a big bottle of Gatorade in the car. But Empty uh, bottle. I mean, yeah. If, if one toilet costs this much money, that, that would explain it. <laughs> yeah. so certainly, yeah. <laughs> certainly this isn't an overblown yeah. fucking You don't understand the inflation, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's one toilet, Michael. How much could it cost? $1.7 million? You don't understand. It, it's one of those, like, really, really nice bidets. It's a, it's a Kohler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the project has since been put on hold because this is, it's embarrassing for everyone involved for a toilet to cost that much. But with more on how we got to the $1.7 million toilet, here's local outlet, the San Francisco Chronicle. Newsom's office said that the state funds tagged for the single toilet in 150 square feet of space would not, what? It's a cavernous uh, <laughs> stall. <laughs> would not be forthcoming considering the stomach churning price tag. 
A single small bathroom should not cost $1.7 million, Aaron Mellon, the governor's communications director, wrote in a statement. The state will hold funding until San Francisco delivers a plan to use this public money more efficiently. If they cannot, we will go back to the legislature to revoke the appropriation. The governor's commode communication seemed similar to the state recently putting San Francisco on notice about its overly complicated, expensive process for approving and building housing. The city, under state investigation for its terrible track record on housing, faces loss of state funding if it doesn't quickly come up with a realistic plan to build 82,000 new units of housing in eight years. And if this is the result when it tries to build one toilet, the chances on that score aren't good. Assemblymember Matt Haney, who secured money in this year's state budget for the long-sought Lou, said he heard from Jason Elliott, Newsom's senior counselor, about the governor's concerns on Wednesday, the day this column revealed San Francisco was about to spend state money worth the equivalent of the cost of a single-family home to build a small bathroom. And that, that sounds like it was a big bathroom, actually. <laughs> and that it wouldn't be ready for use, and that the bathroom wouldn't be ready for use until 2025. So it would take over a year. Yeah. Well, and cost uh, $1.7 million. 10 by 10. One toilet. Which, like... You'll probably fit another toilet in there. And maybe some urinals. Yeah. But let's not get crazy. Yeah. That's let's asking let's, a lot. Let's live within our means here. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I love the... Because uh, uh, I always wondered, and thank you to John Wilson, who took a camera inside one of those public toilets to see how they clean themselves. Oh, yeah, he, like, stood on the seat. It just gets blasted yeah. with pressure washers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a car wash in there. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, can't wait to drink the lemonade that kills you out of the cup that gives you brain damage while on the toilet that no one can afford to use watching the Super Bowl that will cause World War III. It's happening. <laughs> anyway, while you're waiting for that toilet to be built, you could always play... The hottest new video games. Sup, gamers? Oh, wait, no, you fucking can't. <laughs> because despite being released slightly early for people who paid $100 for the pre-order, the apparently cursed game Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was taken offline almost immediately after a critical bug caused users to automatically just complete the entire campaign. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> wait, no. <laughs> Here's all the spoilers, baby. Go nuts. So apparently Warner Brothers was not content with driving their film and TV business into the ground, they've also decided to become terrible at making video games, despite years of success with other similar titles. Yeah. It appears as though this game in particular has been doomed from the start, and recent screenshots, gameplay, and the fact they didn't provide review copies to critics and content creators has people justifiably nervous about the quality of the game. And now it appears as though the early launch that people have paid extra for is not helping. Here's Polygon with more. Rocksteady Studios' first big game in nearly a decade is off to a rough start. Players who had early access to Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League started the game on Monday and were presented with a big surprise. Upon logging in for the first time, they had full story completion. That massive bug, which would conceivably unlock certain game features and open the floodgate of story spoilers, forced Rocksteady to quickly take the game offline to perform maintenance. On Rocksteady's X account for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the developer said it's aware that a number of players are currently experiencing that issue. As it works on the bug, the game will be unavailable. We expect this to take several hours and we'll update once we have more information, the developer said. We apologize for the inconvenience. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is an always online game, meaning that even the single player portion of the game is unplayable. Yeah. As for reviews, well, there aren't many official ones and IGN's preview of the game, which didn't come from a review copy because those weren't sent out, 
uh, indicates that the game is very mediocre and gets boring quickly, despite being graphically impressive, mm-hmm. which is a bummer, because Rocksteady created the best Batman video games of all time. Yep. Those games are so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game will obviously be patched as soon as possible. It might already be re-released by the time this video goes up, but it's certainly not the best launch for a game that already hasn't done much to excite people who might be on the fence about it. I, uh, I, I, there was a recent screenshot that showed the UI of this game, and I just went, nah. Yeah, it was similar to, uh, what was it, like Gotham Knights? They released that game, and like, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, oh, they did the fucking Ubisoft shit where like every article of clothing, it's just, it's for people addicted to picking up loot and like switching out just every, I'm like, ah, fuck this shit. When you played the Batman game, you could like change the costume to like the Bruce Tim Batman, but that was it. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't played the new season of Diablo. I've seen uh, horrific reviews from, uh, from people about how it just fucking sucks, which is a bummer. Because I do like picking up loot and putting things on. You love loot. Not me. What was it that I downloaded again anyway? Oh, I was meaning to start Boulder's Gate up again. I need to play that one. Yeah. Anyways, let's head into the episode with some good news. They might have done it. They might have found Amelia Earhart's plane. Oh, is she okay? We don't know yet. We haven't cracked the cockpit open. I'm sure she's fine. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really help her now. It's nearly It's been nearly 100 years. She might still be alive. But it is still cool that they might have actually located this thing amidst the endless expanse of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, here's more from NPR. Deep Sea Vision, an ocean exploration company based in South Carolina, announced Saturday that it captured compelling sonar images of what could be Earhart's aircraft at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. The discovery was made possible by a high-tech unmanned underwater drone and a 16-member crew, which surveyed more than 5,200 square miles of ocean floor between September and December. The team spotted the plane-shaped object between Australia and Hawaii, about 100 miles off Howland Island, which is where Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, were supposed to refuel but never arrived. The shape of the object in the sonar images closely resembles Earhart's aircraft, a Lockheed Electra, both in size and tail. Deep Sea Vision founder Tony Romeo said he was optimistic in what they had found. All that combined, you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that this is not an airplane and not Amelia's plane, he said. The Deep Sea Vision team plans to investigate the area where the images were taken sometime this year, Romeo added. Earhart and Noonan vanished in 1937 while on a quest to circumnavigate the globe. The trip would have made Earhart the first female pilot to fly around the world. Nearly a century later, neither of their bodies nor their plane have been definitively recovered, becoming one of the greatest mysteries of all time and generating countless theories as to what may have happened. And I've got an idea. You get a couple of billionaires, an egomaniacal CEO, a ramshackle submarine built on budget parts, especially some coming particularly from Boeing. Yeah, they got a lot of scrap right now. Yeah. Coming out. Boeing has a lot of extra fiberglass a, a, they're a, trying to get rid a of. A funny connection that I didn't make until this uh, statement because uh, that, with all the Boeing stuff going on, but yeah, back when this, uh, the Titanic this submarine. Is, yeah, it's, guys, this is aircraft grade. We got it from Boeing. <laughs> and their planes definitely don't just like randomly fall apart <laughs> while they're in flight. Everything's gonna be fine. But yeah, you take a couple billionaires, a crazy CEO, throw a submarine together, and, you know, send them down to find this thing. What could go wrong? Yeah. Call it, call Do it. it Titan Two. Do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just for good measure, since we didn't cover it last week, uh, yes. Yes, yes, the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. It looks like a, 
a weird fucked up sex toy. Yeah. And everyone is correct to joke about fucking it. Mm-hmm. Looks like a... Doing two popcorn buckets at the same time. It's like the male version of one of those bad dragon... Uh, Dildos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, what an absolutely wild promotional item that apparently made it past at least a few review processes. It's absurd, and I want one. Also, as was pointed out, it was like, I mean, what they should have done is made a popcorn bucket out of the box that yeah. Leo Atreus has to stick his hand in mm-hmm. to like prove that he's uh, strong enough to be the king. And uh, they, they actually put electric shocks in it so that you don't eat too much popcorn too fast. You're, I'm watching my figure. Me standing outside of the uh, Dune 2 screenings looking for everyone's pants covered in artificial butter. <laughs> what did you do? You know someone's going to do it just because it's a meme now. Yeah, someone's going to fuck the, fuck the sandworm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at at the end of the first month of 2024. Only 11 more to go. Yeah. We're drinking our lemonade that kills you out of a cup that gives you lead poisoning in the middle of the million dollar bathroom in San Francisco on board another doomed submarine waiting to vote for the less evil senile old man while AI destroys what's left of the internet. Great. Yeah. And speaking of tech, we will be back soon for some tech news and it looks like it looks like Elon Musk found some sucker to uh, <laughs> let him uh, stick that brain chip in. So that's exciting. My favorite post so far about that is uh, like uh, someone posted like he posted about how it was like successful or whatever, and it was like the patient, and it's just a picture of John Fetterman <laughs> with his real flag. Woo! Would explain uh, a lot. Uh, Twitter is still undefeated. Sorry. Um, anyways, make sure you like the episode. Make sure you like, click the like button. Come on. Do it, please. please we need I need it. this. Uh, also, what we need, uh, uh, no sponsor. Oh, yeah, give me your money. <laughs> Become a member by clicking the join button. It's what, five or six bucks a month, depending on if you get it on iOS or desktop. Oh. Are you watching more than $5 worth of our show? Come well, on. then become a member and support the channel. Uh, watch our other episodes. They'll pop up over here. We got uh, Weekly Weird News about dueling. It's back. Uh, we got a bunch of other shit. Just watch all of that over there. And uh, we'll see you soon for some tech news. Bye. Bye.